This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bird Show. Chris, I'm going to give you an early Christmas present here. Okay. Okay. Because you, more than anybody else on the show, likes potty humor. Oh, I love it. Oh, it's right down your alley, right? Dude, I get so many people sharing fart videos with me on Instagram. It's ridiculous. And everybody share me all the different animal farts. I've gotten that one like 20 times. So um, I'm good to go. Um, I think Mo and I share this. We are not the ones that normally talk about farts. We don't really like talking about poop. At all. We don't fart mm-hmm. in front of our significant others. Nope. It's just, you know what? It just takes the intimacy right out of things. Well, there are others that are like, no, tell me about it. It makes me closer to you, right? All right, so I got an embarrassing one for you. So you've heard about these athletic greens? Oh, yeah. Everybody seems to be on right now, right? Uh, they're... They're just greens that you put into, like, whatever. And it's, you're supposed to get all your vegetables and uh, fruits and, like... So it's not a green scoop. juice. It's actually, like, a powder that you it's put in It's a powder and it makes it a green juice, right? Yeah. But it's all your veggies, like, in one little thing, right? Well, you know I have a very sensitive stomach. Yeah, you do. You get a very sensitive tum-tum. Super sensitive stomach. I can't believe I'm sharing this with you guys. Um, Bird has tummy issues. Really oh, bad know. tummy issues my whole life, which is why I don't like eating, right? So, And I certainly don't like sitting down and eating a whole bunch of vegetables, so put it in a scoop, I'm it. So I started taking this thing, and uh, I'm not proud to say this, but the gas that I have had. Oh, really? <laughs> the, ga- the gas that this has produced the stench or the amount? Stench. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> such a specific question. <laughs> well, I mean, those are two different things. <laughs> like, this is not my butt. Yeah. <laughs> this can't be my butt. This is almost like the equivalent of when you ever seen a dog fart and then have no idea what happened. It looks behind him like, yes. what was that? <laughs> uh-huh. This is the smell equivalent of that. And it's been so bad. I have never had this happen before in my life. So... Yesterday, I'm running some errands, right? Uh-huh. And I'm in my truck by myself, so I fart yep. in the truck, and it reeks in there. I'm like, what is going on in here? What is happening? Who's in here with me? <laughs> <laughs> so I park the truck, right? I get out. I go into Target. I'm in there for 15 minutes. I come back to my truck. I open the door. The fart is still there. (laughs) (laughs) Is that possible? 15 minutes later, still like, hey, like, open the door for me. Hey, come on back. Like, I am never going to get lost ever again if I stay on this because I will just follow the smell of my butt. That is impressive. (laughs) Wow. I don't think I've ever farted in the car (laughs) and it stayed in there when I got back. Yeah. Yeah, this was, uh, it might have been two errands. I'm not really sure. It just wasn't going away. So, so when you farted initially, you didn't roll the windows down to get rid of it or nothing? You just sat, I think I did. Just sat in it? I actually think I did. Oh, yeah, okay. I think I put both windows down. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think it jumped into the backseat <laughs> <laughs> and said, I'm going to hang out here for a little while. And then I rolled my windows up when I went into Target. And then I came back out and opened it up. And wow, hit me right oh. in the face. <laughs> so, I'm like, look at you still here. Yeah. Look at us. That, it's, it's a weird, proud moment. When your fart is so rank, you have to roll the windows down in the car. (laughs) Yeah, it's only happened to me once, right? Because normally I can handle my own stench. It's actually like kind of comforting. It's like familial, you know? Is it really? I don't. I I don't mind. Yeah, I like. I like my. Cassie's in the same boat. She's just slight, uh, just a little bit less proud of hers than you are in this category. No, I like it. T- now, there are some times where I've got those kinds and I've cleared a dance floor before and that yeah. is not, yeah, that is not fun. It was at a frat party. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the rum shot or hit the wrong way. <laughs> but otherwise, I don't know. It's not like I want to like sniff it up, no, but no, there no. is something like weirdly 
comforting, comforting yeah. or familiar. Like when you remember your childhood, a memory, and you're like, oh, that's kind of what it feels like. Like you're like, oh, that's my butt. So yeah. I'm the only person that walks away, like from your own fart? Oh, no, I sit in it. Oh, my God. Do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> you want to purposely sit <laughs> This is the woman who can't handle basic perfumes, but your yes. butt stench? Yeah, it's mine. That's fine. This is the dumbest conversation. Except for, oh that one, except for that one time, which will live in infamy. This was early on dating Bart, right? We were driving from North Carolina to Kentucky, and I had eaten something that will remain nameless because I don't want to call them out on the air, but every time I eat this food... It does a little something to my tum-tum. And I had an excessive amount of this. We were in the car, and he was driving, and I was in the passenger seat. And we had the dog in the back seat. And I was ripping them left and right. And they were so foul. Like, Bart was coughing, and his eyes were watering. <laughs> it's, it's, we're driving home oh for Thanksgiving, God. and it's free. it was freezing outside. But he was like... F you and how cold you are. He was rolling down both windows and then he'd roll them back up and I'd rip it again. And he'd be like, Christian! <laughs> you have to roll the windows back down. I was laughing so hard. I was laughing so hard. I was crying. And I mean, for like a solid 20 minutes. Like I could Because wow. I mean, I wasn't going to sit there and hold a <laughs> fart for an eight hour drive back to Kentucky. So I had to release the demons and there was nowhere else to do it. You don't even do like a little sample fart just to make sure it's okay for it's family friendly oh, like a no. little one just to go like okay yep. that's bad I can't do a full one oh dude yes little test them <laughs> little test them <laughs> yesterday I do, all the time. <laughs> I do not test we, we don't have there's no there's no time for tests we don't do tests here um, but it happened it was yesterday Jimmy was sitting in my lap on the bed and I know exactly what I ate it was the ramen for sure that did it um, and I it wasn't the stench it was like the loudness and the forcefulness of it and Jimmy's sitting on my lap and I do it and even Jimmy turned around and looked at me and then Bart and I was pointing at Jimmy he's like absolutely not (laughs) I had this long flight uh, last week right it was like a 10 hour flight you ever been on a flight and you smell somebody's fart and you start to get pissed because it's so bad because you can't figure out who it is yes all the time that's how I was too so I'm looking around and I'm just doing like a FBI profile on who it could be. Like this dude, I bet this guy right here who's been eating all this airplane food right here. This is the guy. I've wanted to like kick the back of his chair. But it was all circumstantial evidence. <laughs> I know that feeling very well. We just talked well. about farts for seven minutes. Yeah, we did. Well, that's fun. We just got paid for that. You guys. <laughs> the Burt Show. All right, let's get um, April on here. She wants some closure here, and she deserves it. There are some people I do feel like this happens to more than others, where you date somebody, and then you're like the, the setup person. You date somebody, you get broken up with, and then the next couple of months or in a year, the one you break up with is getting married. And it happens over and over and over to the same person. Yeah, that's like a movie. I can't remember what it's called, but it, you're somebody's good luck charm. So this is what happened in April here, and she's wondering, like, what happened? Hey, April. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, you don't sound happy. Mm. <laughs> you tired, boo-boo? <laughs> What's the matter, booby? Well, I mean, I appreciate you guys taking my call. Um, I was in a relationship for six years, and I patiently waited for a proposal that never came. <laughs> And as time went by, I had set a mental deadline for the relationship to move forward. The line in the sand is what I call it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And just before that, quote unquote, line in the sand day, my partner ended things with me. I'm sorry. Thank you. I appreciate that. But what's more shocking is that just like four months later, after our breakup, he got engaged to someone else. Four months later? Four months. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Maybe I'm being pessimistic. Maybe it's sort of common sense and this might be hurtful to hear, but don't you think that he might have been seeing somebody on the side before the breakup, maybe? Right. And so this whole thing has left me just like completely reeling with a bunch of mixed emotions. Like I'm so confused. I feel really betrayed. Um, It's really affected my lack of self-esteem. And you're right. I can't help but wonder Mm -hmm. 
you know, what she has that I didn't mm-hmm. or what I could have done differently. And I also can't help but wonder, you know, if he had something going on with her before we broke up. Mm-hmm. I'm, that, I'm assuming y'all had conversations in the relationship about marriage or why he would or would not marry you. Did How did those go? What did he say? You know, we, we did talk about it. Um, we talked about it here and there, but there was never any action towards, you know, let's go look for a ring or what have you. But I'm, words, there was nothing there, mm-hmm. you know. So after our breakup four months later, I was just... You know, I was honestly so shocked. I bet. Well, we'll have answers for you here in a couple of minutes, but let's go through a couple of things here. So now it could be possible because you think worst case scenario that I bet he was seeing somebody. It could be also that when you guys broke up, he just found whatever that one is. And, you know, the old cliche, when you know, you know. Right. So is it is that possible? I mean, it's he went from a six year relationship of non-committing to within four months engaged to another woman. Like, that's drastic. It almost feels spiteful. Like, like he wanted you to realize that that was the situation for some reason. But, I mean, I guess it is possible. I'm going to be really optimistic. Um, I, I honestly think maybe he just found the right person for him. Uh, this is something people have been talking about on TikTok recently, about the timeline it takes for men to figure out who the right person is for them. And the timeline has honestly been like six months, but even some guys have come out and been like, well, it took me three months, two months to figure out who this per- who that this person was the right one for me. So I mm-hmm. think it might just be that he l- genuinely loved you enough to stay for six years, but really maybe it wasn't a forever relationship. It was just a love for six years. Gosh, and you, you sort of have a responsibility at some point, right? Before a woman or even a dude like gives six years of their life to you. If you know in the first year, why string it on, right? I think some people don't realize that there can be more out there because I, it does sound like you guys had a lot of love for each other for six years. And when you have love for someone, the, the obvious answer isn't, well, I should just break up with them unless there's something drastically wrong. So I think it's fair to say that it was honestly just more comfortable to stay in the relationship because he did enjoy it. All right. So this closure call is a little bit different than what we usually do, because Tommy just told me that you had questions for the woman that he ended up getting engaged to. Yeah. So I do have so many questions that I want answers to, but I do, I want them from her. Why, why her and not him? Well, I know that he won't give me any answers and he'll just be vague, you know, even if we would, even if you would talk to me about it. Um, So I'm curious if you can contact her and ask her my questions. Abby, if you got like a DM from your fiance's ex in the similar situation, would you be forthcoming with information? 100%. You would? Really? I'm, I'm, really? I'm a girl's girl, you know? And if it's going to make you feel better, because honestly, I have a lot of respect for anybody that my partner has dated previously because they chose me. They also chose these other people. So we got to have something in common, right? And if it's going to make you feel huh. better and give you the closure to be able to leave us alone for the rest of our lives, I will happily DM with you for a couple of minutes. All right. Um, April, Tommy was telling me here that you got like, you had five or six questions. We've already reached out to her and we already got answers, but what were the questions that you asked real quick? Yeah, there were a a, a handful. (laughs) What's that? Um, So my questions were, um, when did your relationship with him begin? Was there any overlap with our relationship? Was he emotionally available right from the start of your relationship or did he seem affected at all by our recent breakup? Um, Do you know why he decided to propose to you so quickly after our breakup? Um, A couple more. Was he open about his past relationship with me when you two started dating? Um, Did you know about me (laughs) and how long we had been together Um, Has he shared with you his reasons for ending our long-term relationship? Did he mention any unresolved issues or regrets from our relationship that I should be aware of? And then lastly, I know there's a lot. um, Do you have any insight that might help me understand why our relationship didn't lead to an engagement? Okay. Well, that's a, that's a handful right there. Yeah, that's more than a handful. Yeah, that's a handful. So, Tommy, you can take it from here. You reached out to the fiance. How many How many of those did she answer? Well, let's just say I got a response. Okay. I don't really know what that means, uh, April, but we will find out here in just a couple of minutes if you want to hang out, okay? Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Next on The Burt Show. 
The Burt Show. Tommy, before I even get uh, April back on here, um, did the fiance answer all of the, all of the questions, or is it just one that we're going to focus on? Um, she didn't answer any of the questions. Okay. Mm. All right. So April called us up and a couple of days ago and said that uh, she had been dating a guy for six years, was waiting for him to propose and had one of those line in the sand days. It's not really an ultimatum. It's just a date that if this dude doesn't propose by this date, then I am out of here. He clearly isn't ready, but he doesn't even know about this line in the sand. And we kind of feel like it's fair if you say to him or he says to you that marriage is important to me. And he knows that or she knows that and it doesn't happen in a certain amount of time. At some point or another, you got to say, OK, I just spent six years with this dude. I'm moving on. I can't wait for him. And so that's what she was doing. And right before her line in the sand day, he broke up with her and then four months later ends up engaged to somebody else. So clearly April has questions. So when we do these closure calls, it's usually Tommy, our studio and show director, calling the other person and getting those answers from that person. In this case, April had a whole bunch of questions lined up for the fiance. So before we get into those responses or her response, April, can you go through the questions one more time, one by one? Um, sure. Absolutely. Okay. Go for it. Okay. Um, when did your relationship with him begin? Was there any overlap with our relationship was he emotionally available right from the start of your relationship or did he seem affected by our recent breakup? Do you know why he decided to propose to you so quickly after our breakup? Was he open about his past relationship with me when you two started dating? Did you know about me and how long we had been together? Um, has he shared with you his reasons for ending our long-term relationship? Did he mention any unresolved issues or regrets from our relationship that I should be aware of? And lastly, um, do you have any insight that might help me understand why our relationship didn't lead to an engagement? Okay, so my initial thought when you gave those questions to Tommy is that once she gets those, she's going directly to your ex and is saying, you're not going to believe what is happening here. And then he's probably going to dictate if she's, quote unquote, allowed to answer the questions or not. Well, I feel. No? Okay. <laughs> so we were talking before and I asked Abby, like, you know, you're engaged to a man. His ex reaches out to you and asks you these questions. Would you be open to answering them? And you said yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think you have to have respect for the people that they dated prior to you because you're in the same dating pool. Like, I mean, these aren't like these evil villains that your your ex or your partner spent the, these years with. They're real people. But would you go to your fiance and tell him before engaging in conversation with her? 100%. I think that's the respectful thing to do. Yeah. Um, I would tell whoever I was seeing at the time and then we would make that decision together. But my instinct would be, I am not risking my current for my ex. So I'm probably being real cautious about that. I would probably not even bring it up to the person that I'm with and, and not even answer it and leave the past in the past because I don't want to I don't want to jeopardize my current situation either. All right. So April here has been sitting here waiting and she knows that there's been a response. So show director Tom, you want to take it from here? Well, in some ways, a lack of response, because like I said, no questions that she asked just now are being answered. But it's not because she's given the cold shoulder. It's more along the lines of Abby. She's totally open to this, and she's actually very empathetic in her response. So I reached out to Kelsey. I explained closure call, the entire situation, sent her April's questions, and she wrote back. And kind of like what I'm saying, she what she had to say was a bit surprising. She said, I've been in her shoes and needed closure before. So I totally can relate to how she's feeling. It took me a long time to move on from a past relationship that felt unresolved. So I'd like to help her move on if I can. I've read through the questions you've shared on her behalf. It's a lot to take in. And honestly, each question carries a weight that I feel deserves more than just a typed response. Email responses can sometimes feel a bit cold or impersonal, don't you think? So here's what I propose. How about she and I meet up for a casual drink or dinner? Wow. Okay. I think it would be much better to talk about these things face-to-face. -face. 
it'll give us both a chance to have a real conversation where we can chat openly and honestly. I want to be clear, though, there might be some things I'm not fully comfortable diving into or might not have all the answers to. But I'm willing to share what I can, and hopefully it might offer some clarity or closure for April. Let me know what she says. Thanks, Kelsey. Well, uh, unless I'm not seeing something here, this seems like a very kind thing to do. Yes. Mm, it does. It, it, it does. But how, April, how does that make you feel like? I understand wanting to get answers, but if I were you, I'd want to get answers from a distance. That's meeting face-to-face with your ex's fiance. That's a lot. <sighs> I mean, objectively, the the email was, was very kind. Yes. Um, I don't know. It brings up more emotions of, oh, well, is she nice? <laughs> I think there's something else going on here. I think the fiance wants to meet up with you to get clarification on the timeline. Because I think now maybe you've raised a red flag. Right? Like, oh, what do you mean? <laughs> was there overlap? I didn't know he was in a relationship recently. See, this clearly is coming from somebody that hosts a podcast about breakups. <laughs> I got trust <laughs> issues for days, y'all. <laughs> Understandably so. Oh, I didn't even see that coming. It, it so, does seem like a bit much for her to want to meet her. Yeah. I, I feel like there was something hmm. there, but I couldn't think of what, and that makes a ton of sense. I think you should do it. I think you should go for it. If you want your closure, this is what you'll do, April. Mm. Yeah, I, I think you're right. L- like, she's setting um, the parameters on, you want information, she's willing to give it to you, but she's only going to be, she's only going to give it to you under the, under these parameters. So are you willing to accept her conditions? I, I think so. Maybe it makes a coffee. Maybe yes. not a mm-hmm. drink. Yeah. I'd keep alcohol out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would keep alcohol out of it for sure. <laughs> Quite the opposite for me. <laughs> you won't right. need a drink. <laughs> April, when you decide what you're going to do, can we follow up with you on an email and then follow up with you after you talk to her face to face? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, okay. I really appreciate your help. Uh, you have to. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we will stop. We will find you. All right, April. Thank you. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. The Bird Show. Look, there are, are some things that are so important that a doctor tells you that you have to get a second opinion or a third opinion or a fourth opinion. You find the right doctor to tell you, hey, okay, it's all right to drink alcohol. Because if the first one says it's not okay, then you got to go to the second and third one. Yeah, I'm going to go to a doctor of English <laughs> and be like, hey, let me know. Can I drink? Well, all doctors will say, everybody knows, alcohol's bad for you. Like, it's just, you're putting poison in your body. I think you can find one that says it's okay. There's somewhere out there. There's got <laughs> Mathematically, there's got to be the best and worst. Okay. All right. <laughs> there's some doctor out there that's going to be like, you should drink a gallon of vodka every night. Oh, no. <laughs> that is like a death sentence. Well, he gets paid either way. <laughs> God. So I, um, I've been focusing on my internal health a lot this past year and trying to figure out some stuff that's going on with me. And, um, I've done a lot of like work with, I have PCOS. If you don't know, it's polycystic ovarian syndrome. It affects like 1% of women, I think. And so I've done a lot of work and I'm really proud. I went in for another set of, uh, blood work for my annual physical and I fixed some things, which is really exciting. I was pre-diabetic. I'm not anymore. Thank you. That's huge. Yeah. So I've made a lot of changes, which is great. Hold on one second there. Um, so you made changes through diet or medication and you're not pre-diabetic anymore? Diet and supplements. Diet I'm not supplements. currently okay. on any medications, but I've changed a lot of what I've been eating. And then um, at the talking to my healthcare provider, I went to a special functional medicine clinic. They recommended some supplements to mm-hmm. help balance out my horm- hormones. And also, yeah, yeah, to um, take some stuff that'll um, basically, I, I was... Uh, was bereft or um, depleted in some areas of vitamins, et cetera, et cetera. So that's great. But my lab results came back and I have elevated liver enzymes. I'm going to mess it up for everybody. <laughs> to which my car, like primary care provider, my doctor said, hey, so it's not super concerning, but we need to make sure it doesn't go up. So you're going to need to limit your use of alcohol and like Advil, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I just and, heard the word limit. I didn't yeah. hear it. Stop. Thank you. Yes. That's my point. Mm -hmm. So I don't really drink that much anyway. I've been the past 
like few weeks, more of a little bit of a bender during the week. But generally, I don't drink during the week, and I only drink when I go out socially. So not even on the weekends. It's like if I'm out with friends. So I really don't drink that much. Uh, but I had increased it because of some stuff that happened over the past few weeks. And I don't really take Advil or Tylenol that much anyway. Um, I just reserve it for when it's really bad. And you should, and you know, you should never take those two together, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. Jack, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I told my husband, of course, I'm like talking about this, and I'm like, so yeah, I'm gonna go back to definitely no alcohol during the week. I know it's the holidays, but I will drink at like any ho- holiday social events where I'm Ubering or you're driving. And he goes, your doctor told you to limit alcohol. You have elevated liver enzymes, and this could mean fatty liver disease, which can be brought on by alcohol or I mean saturated fats, unhealthy lifestyle, that sort of stuff. And I said, the doctor said to limit. I'm not giving up alcohol. I'm not gonna do all or nothing. And he's like, then I think you have a problem. Now, keep in mind, my husband doesn't drink and he hasn't drank for like three years or something like that. He might have had a glass of wine on an anniversary, but he is not. He he gave up drinking a while ago. And so I'm like, I don't have a problem because I just gave it up for like two and a half, three weeks. I'm, I don't want it. Some nights I'm like, yeah, it would be really nice for a glass of wine, but I'm not like thinking about it all evening. It's not a problem mm-hmm. for me to not do it. And I've done this multiple times where I'll just go through drive spells. But I'm like, the idea of like just definitively saying no more alcohol ever when the doctor said to limit, I'm like, am I mincing words or is he wrong here? I I think you just don't like being told what to do. That's what I was going to say is I think for you more than most I know in my life, well, I'm just going to say it. I've said it before. I love you, but you have control issues. So when somebody, so when somebody tells you that you can't do something, I don't think that this is a, um, you have a problem with anything except control. You're just a defiant little thing. Well, if the doctor mm-hmm. comes and says you cannot drink alcohol anymore, then I will be like, okay, but Chad, I mean, God love him. He has a degree in like English literature. I'm not going to listen to him when he says you cannot have alcohol at all because we disagree over the word limit your alcohol, but it might be coming down the line. So I have to prep myself for it. Well, your husband also has stake in the game too. Like I know when I'm out with my friends who don't really drink as much as me, I have a little bit of peer pressure. I'm like, hey, maybe you should take that shot with us. Oh, maybe you should grab another drink because I want them to be on the same level as me. So maybe your husband also wanting you to not drink so that you, when you guys go out or enjoy a nice dinner, you know, you're on the same sobriety level. Yeah, if he Ugh. continues with this line of thinking, you should definitely leave him. Just <laughs> <laughs> drink more to go. So you guys would continue to limit but still uh-huh. drink alcohol? Yeah. Or would you give it up? Okay, there we go. I, I mean, do exactly what you're doing now. It is an interesting question though. Yeah. If um, you take the control issue out of it, right? Yeah. And somebody says to you that, look, go ahead don't drink and you say well I don't really want to do that is it I mean would would that be problematic is that a sign that it's a problem see if he told me like you can only eat like vegetarian for now on because it's healthier for you I'd be like no no thanks I'm still going to eat some meat I will scale it back Mm -hmm. still going to eat meat though I just want to be told what like how to live my life I'd have the same reaction if somebody told me no sugar Yeah. yeah That I I don't I don't know if I could do that. Mm-hmm. Somebody told me no fried chicken. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fight them. Yeah. Fight them. Shots for everyone. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't got to worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast. So be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. The Bird Show. 
Oh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Now you're going to end up in malls, maybe, if you're not doing any shopping online. Elbowing people to get to the item that you want. Maybe if you're working retail right now, those patients become really, really short, right? We don't want you yelling at your customers. We want you yelling on our Burt Show retail vent line. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Sounds a little bit like this when you call. Listen here, you mother I told y'all last year, don't call 911 for something stupid. It is not my fault someone took something out of your cart while you were in the middle of shopping and bought it when you weren't paying attention, and now they quote-unquote stole from you. Ma'am, it wasn't yours to begin with. It still belonged to Target. I'm super sorry, but a theft has not occurred. Also, to the person that stole the item or took it out of their cart or whatever the f*** you want to call it, I hate you. I hope you step on Legos for the rest of your damn life. If you're going to purchase a phone from a phone store like T-Mobile, Verizon, AT&T, whatever it is, surely expect to wait an hour and for the entire process to take another hour, okay? Your question is not a quick one, okay? Just because I'm just bringing out a phone does not mean it only takes one second. There are certain procedures that we have to take, okay? I'm sorry that there are only two reps in the whole store. You are upset over the wait? I don't give a that you're here on a lunch break. I don't give a that you have a quick question, okay? We have to help everyone in the order that they came in, okay? It is not fair for you to just cut the line and just be like, oh, I just have to purchase something real quick. Go to Target then. Don't come to us. Go to Target. Go to Walmart. I don't give a so the to get it, okay? Because I don't get paid enough, nor do I earn enough commission to deal with your bull. I don't know who the think you're talking to. Don't come in here hooping and hollering saying, I need to find this, I need to find that, because the ass should be had it. The only thing I need to do is stay black and die. Matter of <laughs> fact, keep the same motherfucking energy after I punch out. Leave me to fuck a lot. I'm going to fill that whole motherfucker up with uppercuts. Eat it. <laughs> that might be my favorite one ever. That might be my favorite one ever. I don't even remember that from years back. <laughs> all right, so here's the number. We'll put it out on all our social, also on our website, 404-954-1360. Clearly, you can say anything that you want. Yes. Clearly, you can cuss as much as you want. Yes. We will voice disguise you. We will beep over the curse words. It's the Burt Show's retail vent line, 404-954-1360. Uh, Kristen, Abby, Cassie, you ever dated a mama's boy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yep. Abby's up. Abby's up. Have I dated a mama's boy before? Yep. They will go to their mom for literally everything. If they don't know what to wear, call on their mom. They don't know what to eat, let's call mom. Hey, have you met my mom yet? It, it's so f- bizarre, the attachment that these boys have to their mother. Is it initially endearing and then becomes problematic and annoying? It has never once been endearing to me. No. I want you to treat your mom with respect I do not want you to call her up while we're having dinner. <laughs> I can honestly say, I mean, I've had some horrendous guys in my past, but I never dated a mama's boy. Okay. I just dated serial che- cheaters. <laughs> uh, Cass? Yes, I have dated a mama's boy, and I am so glad that relationship did not work out. Um, she was very nice, but she definitely was... She would have been that mother-in-law, if you know what I mean, like the quintessential one where you're kind of at odds at. She's the matriarch of the family. Everyone knows it. But I remember, like, he was well in his 20s, like, and she'd walk by, she'd like, pull up your pants, and he'd pull, she'd pull up his pants what? for him, like, stuff like that. And it was just, I didn't go to church enough. I went every Sunday, but that wasn't enough for her. Yeah, and so it just was one of those, I knew there was no way I was ever going to live up to her expectations, even though she was a nice woman and their relationship was too close, dodged a bullet. Well, Kyle here, who wants to be on The Voice Disguiser, is married to a mama's boy. And now she's wondering here if she's in the wrong because she, pro- she probably knew what she was marrying. But has he gone too far? Hey, Kyle. Hi. Hi. All right. You're on The Voice Disguiser. Nobody can recognize your voice. So go ahead. Air it out if you need to. I mean, I don't even honestly know where to start. I mean, mine has never liked me, ever. And the whole church thing, that is definitely a big part of it, for sure. Um, I'm Catholic. They're Christian. I don't think it's a huge difference, but apparently it is. I got a tattoo. 
I have uh, an autoimmune condition she's not a fan of. Um, I mean, the list is <laughs> the list is pretty long, but I think it's just because it, someone took her away from her. So, but she just it's just nonstop, and it, unfortunately, over the years, it's just gotten worse. And a lot of it is her influence on my husband. He has really never been. I mean, they're both just very wasteful with money. Um, I didn't. I knew uh, starting off that she was pretty bad with money, but I didn't realize how bad he was until after we got married. So that just has been a problem, really, for the last 17 years. And it finally came to a head in January, drew the lines in the sand, but he still struggles. I can tell he still struggles with... You know, her hurting her feelings because we're we're trying to kind of separate ourselves. We had a therapy session. I didn't go because I didn't have time to go to jail that day. <laughs> so my parents were there, um, and his parents were there, and it was pretty much like you gotta back off. But now I'm pretty sure they hate me. But whatever. Okay, I'm, so I'm okay with it. Let me let me circle back for just one second, okay? And yeah. um. I'm just going to play devil's advocate. So you did know what you were getting into here, though, right? Like, you knew what she was beforehand. You knew... No? I mean, I knew she was weird, but I didn't know how weird. Well, let's not focus so. on her, because she's not changing. Yeah. So let's focus on the hubby yeah. here. Like, you knew... Yeah. You knew what he was, right? Um, not all of it. The money, no. The money, I literally, on our wedding night... We left our reception. We were headed to the hotel my parents had gotten for us. And he was like, I got to stop and deposit some of that wedding gift money because I'm behind on my car payment. And I was like, oh, okay. And he deposited all that money. And then when we were on our honeymoon, I'm like, like, can we use some of that money? Like on some of these excursions? He's like, yeah, no. And so it was a very, that was a very... Mm slow progression finding all his money out for the next like couple months after so i literally had no idea about that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then the mom she just she wasn't really as bad until we had kids and then then it was really bad that's so. odd because well i mean i guess 50 50 you have a 50 50 shot here because i know some mother-in-laws when kids are on the line and you have you have leverage because you can withhold your kids from the grandparents it actually improves their behavior doesn't make it worse sometimes it goes the other way also yeah. where like they've raised their kids so well that they're going to show you how to do it and you don't know what you're doing because this is your first four kids um gosh i don't really know what to tell you here sounds like it's on your husband like you can't do a whole bunch yep. here mom's not going to change mother-in-law's not going to change here this has got to be a change with your husband Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I'm saying? That's part of why we're in therapy. Yeah. Have you tried to so, really, have you tried to sit him down and, and genuinely explain to him how much this affects you in the relationship and that you uh well for lack of Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. We've had a lot of conversations about all this. So it's it's like now this is where I'm kinda like, okay. Who's more important in your life? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we've, that's where we're at. We've had these conversations before, and as much as Mo is a great family dude, you've even said that, like, there's going to be a point where, you know, if you're getting married, uh, uh, mom's going to mom's gonna be number two. Yeah, I, I used to think I was a mama's boy until I started to hear the definitions that women have for mama's boy. Mine is very different. I just love my mother dearly, but my mom never intruded upon my relationships in a way where I had to sit her down. But if it came to that, I would have absolutely no problem telling my mom that she needed to fall back. That would be pretty easy for me to do. Yeah, you have to demand with him, I think, that, not I think, you have to demand to be number one. I mean, this is something he should be volunteering. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that he'll start seeing that a a little, I don't know. It's like he goes through spells with it. It's like sometimes she annoys him, she drives him crazy, this, that, and the other, but then... You know, then on the on the flip side, he'll want the kids to go over there, and the kids hate going over there, and it turns into a fight. You know, my poor mom, blah blah blah. And so I don't know. I don't. I just know that it's affecting a lot of different things in our relationship. So yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Like after 17 years, you mm-hmm. finally hit your limit. Yeah. You had a pretty high limit there, yeah. lady. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm patient. I am just, I am too low maintenance is the problem. I'm, I'm just a chill person. I'm very opposite of him. <laughs> so I just want to be happy and the kids to be happy and everyone to be happy. And now it's kind of like, okay. Look, you've done this I for seven. You've done this for 17 years. Somebody gave me a great quote the other day and said, uh, when a woman is fed up, there's no turning back. And it sounds to me like you're reaching that limit right there. I think if I were you, I would fire that warning shot to him. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's heard it. He's heard it. Okay. All right. Thank you for calling. Appreciate you, Kyle. Oh, no problem. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Get it. The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. It was an interesting conversation about who's in the wrong when a relationship ends. Kiki Palmer is opening up about self-reflection following the end of her relationship with Darius Jackson. Oh no, Gollum is back. (laughs) Uh, Bit of a history with her relationship with Darius. Um, He called her out publicly when she was wearing a sexy outfit at an Usher concert. He didn't like that the mother of his children was showing some skin. And then it sounded like they were going to work it out, but then she filed a restraining order alleging domestic violence. So when you go through these kinds of relationship struggles, you need to go to therapy. And because Kiki is a good podcast soldier, her latest episode is an open dialogue with Dr. Drew. It's called How to Deal with Abusive Relationships, Boundaries, and Narcissism, of course, with Dr. Drew Pinsky. And she talked about how she grew up watching her parents who really respected each other so that when she got in a relationship where, you know, she realized not everyone respects women the way that her father figured, her father did, uh, it was a pretty rude awakening. And then she asked something that I think everybody has asked themselves at the end of a relationship, whether it's a, a romantic breakup or a friendship breakup. And she said, am I the bad one? In this relationship, she said, we're all in different dynamics with friends, family, lovers, and you find yourself saying, well, dang it, am I playing a game on myself? And am I actually the person that's doing wrong? How does somebody know when they did the wrong thing and they're really the issue? How do you know when you're the issue, especially when you're dealing with a narcissist who's going to turn things on you, make you feel like you're the problem? And Dr. Drew said, Kiki, the person who is reevaluating themselves trying to do what's right, contemplating that they could be doing what's wrong, that is rarely, rarely the person Mm -hmm. who's doing the wrong. Yeah, yeah. Or you could have two people in the relationship doing that, and there's just nobody really wrong. Mm -hmm. It's just wasn't compatible. Yeah, it's more of a gray area. Mm -hmm. So she dropped it the same time as she released a new revenge theme track called Serious. If you want to support your girl Kiki, listen to Serious. Okay, Cardi B is responding to some hater comments from her former love and hip-hop castmate. So this is coming from Hazel E. She had some criticism during an interview with Tasha K. So she was complaining that Cardi says that she's at the top of, the, of her game and never really gives Nicki Minaj proper credit. When you like really like take Nicki who she is and her body of work and what she did for female rapping, you don't want to give her credit. It's like, I'm not no hater ass. So all this ghetto Cinderella project, Spanish ass mother senorita Spanish, Latin, female rap, talking about she the top is crazy. So, of course, what? this... What? What happened? She's saying that she never gives Nikki <laughs> Nikki credit, and she's saying that she's at the top of her game, but she's like, well, Nikki is at the top, basically saying, Nikki's here, Cardi, you're not, you're nowhere near Nikki, and you never really give her credit for being the best. And so that clip gets posted to Instagram, and then Cardi responded in the comment section to somebody who was arguing with Hazel E about it. And Cardi said, I never said that I was at the top of my game. I don't even know why this woman keeps mentioning me, but I guess she has to. Like, look at what they chose to highlight from that whole interview. You know when I think you know you're at the top of your game? When you're like a Beyonce that doesn't have to answer. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. She doesn't, I mean, her mom is talking about things, but Beyonce doesn't have to, that's how you know you're at the top because everybody else is in the rear view mirror. Yeah, lion don't answer to sheep. I also don't feel like there's anything wrong with Cardi feeling like she's at the top if she is at the top. It, it, that's that's opinion, who, who you think is at the top. But Nikki has never been the type of, artist to support the other artist that she feels like is competition to her so I feel like to bash Cardi for not supporting Nikki in a way that Nikki has never tended to support her peers um, is a little incomplete of an opinion. That's a good point. Well, Cardi decided to also make a statement on Instagram where she says, look, I don't even need to leave my house if it's not for more than a million dollars. I don't even come out the house to perform if it's not a million dollars and up. I don't even come out the house if you're not paying me a million dollars and up for a show. If you want me to take a plane overseas, they got to be 1.5 to 2 million. 
And she said in her free time, she does, you know, whatever she feels like. Even in my off season, do you know what I'm doing in my house? I've been comparing pumpkin pie to sweet potato pie. Which pie tastes better, pumpkin pie or sweet potato pie? That's what I've been doing in my house. Now I want to know which was better. (laughs) (laughs) You know who Cardi B is unquestionably on top of? Hazel E. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> That's the first time I ever heard her name. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't know who she was. I was like, oh, okay, she's got another hater. All right, Diddy has temporarily stepped aside as chairman of Revolt. It's his music-oriented television network that he co-founded in 2013. There's a statement posted to Revolt's Instagram page that says, Sean Combs has stepped down from his position as chairman of Revolt. While Mr. Combs has previously had no operational or day-to-day role in the business, this decision helps to ensure that Revolt remains steadfastly focused on our mission to create meaningful content, blah, 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 blah. Obviously, this all has to do with the sexual assault allegations. And a charity yeah. dropped him, too. Mm, there's a yeah. lot more of that coming. Yeah, we were on Thanksgiving break when this all dropped, but it was one woman after the next, after, um, who was it that came out? Cassie. Cassie came out first, and then a bunch of other women are like, yeah, same thing here, same thing here, same thing here. It's, it's gone been from, rumored for years. Yeah, it's gone from grooming, too, and I saw, like, the latest allegations are revenge porn. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, it's really bad. For more stories, head to the Show.com. Click eBuzz. Get it. The Birch Show. The problem is these little humans can't control their emotions at all. Everything. It's either fourth gear or first gear. And we're talking about toddlers. <sighs> Let's talk about the little terrorists, shall we? <laughs> little toxic toddlers. Um, I've seen this multiple times on social media and kind of like, ha, ha, ha. That's funny. That's cute. Until it happens to you and then it's no longer funny and it's no longer cute because you're being tormented every single day by something that weighs 30 pounds and can't control its emotions. And I'm talking about the toddler tantrums. My son Jimmy is two and a half. And you can't reason with something that is not reasonable. Mm -hmm. So if you would love to share, I have a list. I have kept a running list in my notes on my phone of all the times Jimmy has lost his S (laughs) over some of the stories. Stupidest reasons. Stupid to us. Obviously not stupid to him. Mm-hmm. 1-855-BIRD-SHOW. 855-237-8746. One day we should do... You name the temper tantrum and we try to guess if it's your husband or your toddler. <laughs> <laughs> Let's kick it off. He wanted a red light. Not a green light. <laughs> While you were driving? Yes. <laughs> Seriously? I kid you not, we were leaving what? preschool. He prefers red lights over green lights. We are leaving preschool. I get to a red light. We are happy. The red light turns green. He loses his S. Full-blown crying. I want a red light. <laughs> Is there a way to explain that to him? No. Or do you just have to let him cry yeah, it out? Yeah, let him cry it out. Okay. And there was, there's literally, that was the last light to get before we got to the house. There's no more. So what you have to do is like distract, deflect and distract. And I'm like, ooh, it's a stop sign. A stop sign's red. I want a red light. At least somebody appreciates red light. We're, I know, right? I'm like, bro, we, we live in a big city. You're going to get over that real quick. We're passing a construction. Ooh, Jimmy, look, an excavator. I want a red light. They just get focused. He didn't want his Play-Doh cat to have eyes. They didn't want the what? He didn't want his Play-Doh cat to have <laughs> eyes. Understandable. I We were playing in the playroom. We were playing with Play-Doh. I was cutting out little cats. And I'm like, oh, it'll be cute if I roll up little balls of Play-Doh and give mm-hmm. the cat eyes and some whiskers. Mm-hmm. No, mama, no. <laughs> I don't want the cat to have eyes, mama. I tore his paper towel in two. Oh, God. Uh oh. Oh, uh-huh. the travesty. Uh huh. He's like, it's broke. It's broke. <laughs> I had the audacity to wear my house slippers. <laughs> what? Yes. I came downstairs. I mean, he, I'm standing there. He's trying to rip them off my feet. He did not want mama to wear shoes. She wanted, he wanted to have, he wanted my stinky toes to be exposed. So we call him his stinky toes. And so now he refers to his toes as his stinky toes. And so everybody has stinky toes. And he's like, I want mama's stinky toes. Let them dogs out. Yeah, he wants you to be comfortable. 
I sat on the sunshine pillow and not in the playroom chair. Oh, damn. How could you? And I tried to explain to him, we were just in a car for 12 hours, you know, there and back. Mama's got a hemorrhoid. She can't sit <laughs> in the playroom chair. She needs to sit on the sunside, sunshine pillow because it's better for her butt. Nope, he wouldn't have it. I couldn't sit <laughs> on the sunshine pillow. I had to sit on the chair that's in the playroom. Well, clearly at, what, three years old, he doesn't know what a hemorrhoid is, so she just should have showed it to him. Yeah, yeah, I know. I really should have. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about seats. He always gets upset when I sit in the wrong chair, especially at the at the kitchen table. He has a chair he sits in. I sit in the chair to the right. If I sit in, t- in the chair to the left, he is going to cry. <sighs> a lot of parents, I see this. They totally get this, understand this. He wanted the green cup, not the yellow cup. Mm. I'm talking full-blown snot crying because he wanted the green cup. Not the yellow cup. One eight five five virtual. I handed him the yogurt that he requested. <laughs> he asked for yogurt. Yeah. I handed it to him. All of a sudden, he no longer wanted yogurt, and he got very, very, very upset. <laughs> <laughs> Hang tight, because I'm sure you got more. But there are others saying it's just not you. Uh, hey, Sarah. Good morning. You're on the Bird Show. Hi there. Um, yes. So with my daughter, um, when we went shopping, um, she kept telling me she wanted this pink stuffed animal. And I asked her three times, is the pink one doing what she wants? She said yes. By the time we made it to the register, she threw a fit because it was not green. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't green. There's uh, colors. Uh, about that yes, green. But the colors, seriously, like, it's very, very, very upsetting. Hey, Courtney. Hi. Uh, my son just had his birthday. And he absolutely screamed the entire time we tried singing the happy birthday song to him. <laughs> that one I understand. I have never been comfortable with that. I was never comfortable with that as a kid either. My daughter Hazel, who was three at the time, lost her ever-loving mind because my husband suggested that she try cottage cheese. And then my son Max, a week ago, um, had a screaming fit because he wanted a banana. (laughs) It was in the bowl in front of him. He had the banana, and he just lost his mind screaming that he wanted his nana. Hey, Travis, good morning. Good morning. Love listening to y'all. Thank you. Thanks for being part of the show. Absolutely. Uh, So I have a two-year-old and a three-year-old. It was actually this morning. Hadley, do you want a waffle? Yeah, I'll take a waffle. Kayla, you want a waffle? Yeah. Hadley had an outburst that she wanted Kayla's waffle. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The other one's okay. waffle's always better. No, yeah. Personal yeah. waffle. Don't give these kids what they want. No, I guess apparently not. In uh, this one, he, he was so tired, <laughs> and this is why, obviously, the meltdown made no sense. Um he he flopped. He did his infamous soccer flop onto the bathroom floor after we got out of the shower because he wanted to go back into the shower. And I tried to explain to him like, no, we like you're gonna we're we, we're we're not going back in the shower. I took him into the nursery. I mean, scream like snot like the whole night. And at, at, at this point, I'm like, I can't calm this. So we go back into the bathroom. He opens the shower door. He goes and gets the wash rag and he hands it to me. He goes, boogies. Because <laughs> he wanted me to wipe his nose with the wet washcloth uh. that was in the shower. He didn't want me to use a wet wipe. Is there a level of panic for you not knowing when this is going to happen because it can happen at any second during the day? It's fortunately, <laughs> you know, no, I'm not going to say it because I'm not going to jinx myself. I'm not going to, I'm just not, I'm, no, there's no panic whatsoever. Okay, I'm not going to so jinx myself. So there's not a bubbling anxiety of wondering a- around not. every corner if that's going to be another one. What are you talking about? A okay. parent <laughs> of a toddler with bubbling anxiety anytime they go out in public? No, none of us experience that. <laughs> it's the first show. Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.